From our new studio. <laughs> Live from between four blankets and a sheet. <laughs> Five blankets. Oh, yes. Four blankets and a sheet. Good call. <laughs> we were trying to get rid of some echo. Echo. Mm-hmm. Echo. So we're getting creative. Yeah. We'll make it better, but this works for now. It feels like we have built a fort. It does feel exactly like a fort because it is. <laughs> it is. I think after this, we should just move the table and bring an air mattress in here, bring a laptop and watch a movie. There you go. We got the TV. Oh, we do have the TV. We just take that one blanket down. Yeah. That's a wall. That's not a blanket. Oh, <laughs> blanket wall. <laughs> the blanket wall. Okay. So we've had some people ask us when we do the ask us anythings yeah. on Instagram, what our favorite 90s snacks were. Oh, okay, yeah. But, and we, you know, we answered it there, but I was wondering about 80s. You had any 80s snacks, treats, drinks that you, not any, but just pick one. I would say. That you enjoyed. You know those, the juice barrels. They're called little hugs, I guess. That's what they're called? Yeah, they're called little hugs. I thought they were either a barrel. You thought they I were- I thought it was a grenade. A grenade. And I was like, you know what? I never thought about it being a grenade, but it looked like a grenade. Just a big grenade. But it's called a little hug and it is a barrel. <laughs> okay. But do you remember those? They had like the tinfoil top. Yeah. You peeled it off. Yeah. They were like the best summer out at the pool drink ever. Yeah. I don't think that we had those in our house, but I remember friends having them. They would be in the fridge at my dad's house that was in the garage mm-hmm. that was also his beer keg fridge because he had a tap on the side. So I'd go get my grenade <laughs> and maybe grab a beer for him. That's hilarious. What about you? So for me, this was brought back to my mind when we were watching an episode of Freaks and Geeks this past week. Yeah. But I loved these. They were the push-up ice cream pops. Oh, And I asked you, I was like, I bet you didn't like those because they were paper. It was like cardboard that the ice cream was in. Yeah. It was like an orange flavor. Not my favorite. And then it had like a stick sticking out of the bottom and you would push it up and the ice cream would come out. I loved those. I loved watching people eat those for about two seconds and then the paper would like get all wet Uh and it would just really gross me out. Yeah, it did get kind of gross by the end and I could see, especially for someone like you who really hates wet paper. That would really bother you. Yeah. (laughs) Not your favorite. Not my favorite. So I guess we should just get into it. Let's hop in. We've got two movies from the 80s. Yeah. Two movies that have the same word in the title that are actually semi-related, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yep. We've got Teen Wolf and Teen Witch. Wolf and Witch. I like it. I like it too. It's very... Teeny? Mystical, I was going to say, but I don't know if mystical is the right word either. There's a lot of magic involved. Magic. Yeah. So first up, Teen Wolf from 1985, directed by Rod Daniel. It was written by Jeff Loeb, whose name I actually know, because he's written, I think, a bunch of comics, but also like Jessica Jones and some other Marvel shows. Yeah, some DC shows as well. And also Matthew Wiseman. It stars... Michael J. Fox as Scott Howard, our wolf. Must be his best work ever. 
Absolutely. I know it's one of his favorite works ever. <laughs> so much so that he wouldn't do the second one. <laughs> <laughs> then you have James Hampton as Harold Howard, his father, uh-huh. also a wolf. Susan Ursity. How would you say that? Ursity? Ursity? Ursity. I don't know if it's that or Ursity. Let's go with Ursity. Okay. Susan Ursity as Lisa Boof Marconi. Boof. Boof. One of the oddest nicknames I've ever heard. I love it. Jerry Levine as Rupert Stiles Stilinski. <laughs> Matt Adler as Lewis. Lori Griffin as the gorgeous Pamela Wells. <laughs> Jim McCrell as, again, Vice Principal Rusty Thorne. You never saw the principal. Just the vice principal. Just the vice. Mark Arnold as Mick McAllister, who was essentially the villain of the movie. Jay Tarsus as Coach Bobby Finstock. And Mark Holton as Chubby, which thanks a lot, 80s, for your fat shaming. <laughs> Always coming in strong with the fat shaming. Coming in strong. And low effort, too. Just like, well, what are you going to call this guy? Well, let's just call him Chubby. Okay, good job. So Scott, our wolf, he's an average basketball player. I'd say average is generous watching him play. (laughs) He's on a very average, perhaps below average team, and he feels like he lives in a below average town in middle America. He's not happy with his station in life. He wants more out of life. He wants to be good at basketball. It's like, okay, well, practice and grow too, because you're pretty short. (laughs) (laughs) He also wants... His dream girl. Hey, we were just talking about fat shaming. We can't height shame. Can't height shame? No. Well, listen, it's difficult to play basketball as a person that is shorter. It's just true. Isn't Not everybody like, is Muggsy Bogues. Isn't he 5'4"? Yeah, he's like 5'4". I had trouble at 5'8 and 3 quarters. 5'10 <laughs> with my hair. <laughs> so he's nearly six feet tall. <laughs> he also wants to get his dream girl, Pamela Wells. I used to think she was so pretty when I was younger. I mean, she is pretty, I guess. She is pretty, but I think when I was younger, her personality didn't shine through for me like yeah. it does now. And so now when I watch her, it makes her less pretty. And you're just like, ew. 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 <laughs> you are not pretty. You're not you're pretty. So man. <laughs> so his best friend Styles is a bit of a con artist <laughs> and also an annoying. <laughs> He's an annoying. He's an annoying. As Snooky would say under the shore. Snooky and Diener. <laughs> and then you have uh, his. But, but wait. Yeah. You got to backtrack because a lot of people love Styles. Do they? So I feel like you need to back that up a little bit. Well, I just found just from a personality standpoint at times, sometimes he's funny, sometimes not for me. And then Boof, who's his best female friend, is all about some Scott. She loves her some Scott. She does. And he really doesn't see her that way. He does not see her that way, which is surprising. She's a pretty girl. She's all about him. And she's really nice. Yeah, she is. What's not to like there, Scott? She's not Pamela Wells. Then Scott starts to go through some changes. We see him grow an extremely long hair off of his chest. It's so gross. It is super gross. And he just plucks it out, but it's like thick. It's thick. You would not be yanking that hair out. No, it would be, if you could even do that, it would be bleeding. And it was Wait, like, he, just, he just pulled it out. I'm going to pull out a chest hair real fast. Oh, no. Let's see. Just... <gasps> oh. That didn't hurt. You could maybe do that. Yeah, but yours <laughs> didn't look like his. <laughs> You're right. His looked like it was taped on with scotch tape. <laughs> That's probably why it came off so quickly and easily. <laughs> you mean it wasn't real? <laughs> Don't pull back the curtain. 
It was real. <laughs> he starts growing claws randomly, and then they'll like go away. Same thing with his fangs. He all of a sudden has fangs. We see little glimmers of little the wolf glimmers. coming through. The wolf is coming through with no real explanation as to why, but- And I feel he's not freaking out as much as he should be. Yeah, because- but maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah, it was downplayed a little bit. All of the wolf parts are kind of downplayed, but we'll touch on that. Yeah. So he goes into the bathroom one day- and starts feeling odd, starts sweating, not sure what's going on. His dad's like knocking on the door saying, hey, what are you doing in there? Let me in. He's like, I'm busy, dad. <laughs> and then he goes through his first full werewolf transformation. And we'll touch on that later as far as the transformation. Cinematic itself. genius. So he goes through that transformation. He's super nervous, doesn't know what's going on. Eventually, his dad convinces him to open the door. And what do we see? His dad is in werewolf form. <laughs> he knows all about it. So it's like a family trait. Would have been nice if yeah. he had had a little warning there, dad. And that's essentially what Scott tells him. Like, you know, you couldn't have warned me about this. And his dad's like, well, I was hoping it would skip you. Mm. It's weird that his dad, I guess his dad was in really good control of his werewolf changing because he never saw him do it. But so now, you know, he's got like a heightened sense of smell, superhuman strength. He's a great dancer. And he also has some other skills. But first, Scott goes over to Styles' house. And Styles is looking for something in his garage. Yeah. Some marijuana. And some Mary Jane. Some Mary Jane. Yeah. Scott's like, well, I could find that for you real quick if you wanted me to. He's like, no, you can't. And Scott does. He uses his now superhuman sense of smell to find the bag of weed for him, hands it to him, and then changes into the wolf behind his back. And Styles is a little weirded out. Like you're saying, like not quite enough. He gets over it real quick. Real quick. It's a 10 second part of the movie yeah, where it's just like, whoa. And then okay. he's like, all right, this is yeah, what we're going to do You're a werewolf now. now. So tell me more about this wolf stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so then Scott goes and plays the next basketball game. And early on in the game, there's a scrum for the ball where you, everybody jumps on the floor and they're grappling for the ball. And then you start to hear growling. <laughs> goes in slow motion, I think. It's really good. Yeah, it's wolf very, growl. very good. Oh, <laughs> that scare you? I bet they thought that you actually like inserted the sound there, but that is actually him. I'm watching him do it. Yeah, this is me, all natural. Tell me about that wolf life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you my claws. <laughs> show me your teeth. Show me your teeth. So when the scrum pops open, there is our fully transformed Scott into the werewolf out on the basketball floor in front of his whole team, the opposing team, all the fans. And everybody is, again, weirded out, scared for 10 seconds. Scott starts doing some sweet basketball moves and everybody's just like, I'm on board. There's a werewolf out on the court. They start cheering. He's dunking and he is now amazing at basketball. He's our favorite player now. <laughs> He's an all-star. He's an all-star. Hey, now. He's an all-star. He's an all-star. Get your show on. Get paid? <laughs> Get laid? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Hey, now. Also, like, how is the other team's coach not protesting? Yeah, like, there's how now an he... animal out on the court. Right. <laughs> like, is this allowed? Yeah. No animals in the building. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, they win this game because Scott is now amazing. And everything is on the up and up for Scott. He's better at everything. He's better at school. Everybody likes him. Like I mentioned, he's a great dancer. Now Pamela's very attracted to him and things happen there at school 
where I was just like, is there any supervision at this school? Oh, like after play rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah, and she has a boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend. She's dating Mick. She doesn't care. No. And apparently nobody at the school cares that there's two kids by themselves doing whatever after the school play practice. It was the 80s. They hang out. I don't. Do they go out on a date? They go bowling. They and, go bowling. But Mick yeah. is there. Mick's there, just like, hey, don't touch my girl, bro. And they're like all over each other. They but are. yet, after the date, he changes back into himself, I think. And then she's like, she's like, nah. She's just like, you know, I have a boyfriend. Right. Just like, what were we just doing? I don't know. She made him howl. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have the school dance. Scott shows up. He's in his, I think he's in a white suit he or is. tux. Yep. Looking smooth. His shades. Yeah. Where I think before that, Boof wanted him to go as himself, and he didn't want to. Well, he asked her to the dance. Yeah. And she said, I will, but only if you go as Scott. Right. And he's like, no, I've got to be the wolf. Right. So he ends up going to the dance as the wolf, and he goes in, and they have like this wolf dance that everybody's doing. Everybody's checking him out. Yeah, they're real quick to copy his moves. They are, yeah. Reminded me of... Can't Buy Me Love, which I don't know if you've watched that enough to know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll watch it soon, don't we'll, you We'll worry. watch it. He ends up getting in a fight with Mick, and Mick picks the fight and punches him. He changes into but the- But he only punches him after he has changed back to himself. Yeah, good call. Which Sorry. I thought was funny because Mick was like afraid to pick a fight with him he when was. he was the wolf. And he changed back into Scott, and he was dancing with Boof, and then Mick comes over and punches him. Scott turns back into the wolf. And retaliates by like shredding his shirt, which like Mick is lucky that's all he did. Yeah, I thought that was pretty weak on Scott's part because he didn't even break skin. Yeah. Didn't even scratch him. Maybe he did it on purpose just to like show him what I could do. Right. Like you need to fear me. Yeah. But then the vice principal gets onto Scott's case. He's going to be expelled. Scott's dad shows up and has previously had issues with this vice principal when they were younger. Right. He had made him pee his pants when they were younger. And he makes him pee his pants again. Vice principal, pee your pants. Pee your pants. <laughs> so Scott decides, I'm not going to be the wolf anymore. It's not worth it. The problem with that is the championship basketball game is coming up. Yep. And Scott does not want to be the wolf. He wants to play it straight. But he's not a not very good basketball good. player it's on not his any own. good, right. But he ends up showing up late for the game. I feel like they were already losing when he got there, but he shows up as himself. Gives them a huge rah-rah pep talk, and you have this 10-minute basketball montage. It was really long. It was. Like, the game's going back and forth, and it ends up where Scott gets fouled right at the end. They're down by two. It was, like, right as time expired. He's got two free throws to win the game. And they, of course, clear the lane out because the game's over. You generally, there's no need for rebounds, so there's not people in the lane. But for some reason, they let Mick stand underneath the basketball right game. and mick is on the other yeah. team and he's like their best player so he's there trying to intimidate him but scott hits both the shots they win the game and he goes right past pamela who wants to give him a big hug no that's right to boof who's and, over there with his dad who's over there with his dad he hugs and kisses boof and then straddles his dad in a very odd movie moment yeah. he spins him around yeah he jumps up in his dad's arms and wraps his legs around him but his dad holds him as if he's you know how you would hold like a four-year-old yeah. like where they're like guy. straddled around you and you're just carrying them through the store or something. We had to go back and watch it again. It's like, what? <laughs> There's also a controversial section right after that. If you want to go check it out online, go look for the ending of Teen Wolf controversy. 
Yes. We'll let you guys find it. You go check it out. So fun facts about this movie. That wolf makeup would take about four hours to apply every single time. Oh. And there was actually, so Michael J. Fox wasn't very good at basketball. They put him through like a two-week basketball camp, but he still didn't get to the level that he needed to be. So they had a college basketball player named Jeff Glosser came and did the basketball stuff, which I'd noticed. I was like, wow, Michael J. Fox all of a sudden got really good because when I saw him before, he couldn't dribble. And all of a sudden, I was like, this dude can actually play basketball really well. So they both had to go through the makeup, the four-hour makeup application, and they'd be filming for up to 12 hours. And with that makeup on, you couldn't eat anything. Oh, my God. I bet that was miserable. Yeah. They would have to have milkshakes or soup. That's about it. At least they could have something. Yeah. Little food ish. Those block of houses where Scott lives, it's the same block as George and Lorraine McFly's houses in the 1955 segment of Back to the Future. No way. Yeah, filmed at the same spot. Oh, that's so fun. Wait, this was before Back to the Future, right? Yes, it was oh, before Back okay. to the Future. Okay, that's funny. Michael J. Fox while filming this was 23, Styles was 27, and the dude that played Mick was 26. They're always doing that, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so Boof was named after one of the writer's high school girlfriends. Like, I'm just like, who would ever be named that as a nickname? And it came from one of his girlfriends. In oh, really? School. Was yeah. it his girlfriend's nickname or her actual name? It said it was her actual name, but it, ha- it has to be her nickname. I don't know. Also, when Boof had to slap Michael J. Fox, she didn't know what a stage slap was. So she was actually cranking him in the face. The director had to take her to one side and explain to her what a stage slap was. Like, you can't be cranking him in the face like that. (laughs) So do you remember the van surfing part? Of course I do. So that's actually called urban surfing. They based it on another situation where that's what one of the writers did when they were in college. I was like, you are some lunatics. I know. So- You've told me how popular of a character Styles is. Yeah. In 2008, there's a defensive end for the Tampa Bay Bucks, whose original name was Greg White. He changed his name to Styles White because he <laughs> liked the character so much. Right. So I was like, wow. People really loved that character. I think they just found him to be really fun. I guess so. But I found him, I mean, I think as a kid, I thought he was fun because- mm-hmm. He's breaking the rules. Yeah, and he's- Pretty much urging Scott to have fun. Yeah. But when I rewatch it, it's like he's just really trying to capitalize on the whole wolf thing. Yeah, he's selling shirts. Yeah. Merch. It's a little annoying. (laughs) It is. So the entire production for this movie was 21 days. In and out in three weeks. so short. They had a budget of a million dollars as well. Wow. Now, it made $33 million. The director and the producers did not think it was going to do that well, but it actually performed well at the box office. That's better than I thought it would be, but people love Michael J. Fox from Family Ties at that point, so. Yeah, well, actually, this was released after Back to the Future. It was filmed before Back to the Future and released after it to capitalize oh. on Back to the Future. Oh, you know what? I feel like I just heard something about that the other day. Oh, it was the... The podcast I was listening to, our fellow nostalgic friends, Buzz in the Tower. Yeah. They did an episode where they recast Back to the Future. Oh, nice. It was a really fun episode. I really liked that idea. I got to go check it out. And it made me just want to immediately start recasting all of our (laughs) movies, but I don't want to steal their idea. Can we steal that idea? (laughs) Hmm. But they were talking about Teen Wolf a little bit and how the Teen Wolf producers and directors were just thanking their lucky stars. Yeah. 
for the way that that all rolled out. Yep. So the final fun fact for the Teen Wolf poster, it is Michael J. Fox's head on somebody else's body. (laughs) Why did they do that? I have no idea. It's a dude named Brad Kreisberg. And they had done that for some other poster. I, I can't remember what it was, but they used his body on some other poster as well. It's just like, was it that important? Like, huh. what's wrong with that? But anyways, I thought that was interesting. It is interesting. So favorite moments. Hit me. All right. Number one is the party, the house party that they had. Yeah. Mostly because I really just enjoyed seeing all the outfits and hair and just that whole 80s vibe. Yeah. You know, obviously it was filmed in the 80s, so it was legit. It wasn't somebody trying to recreate an 80s feel. You yeah, know? it was just natural 80s. Yeah, as most 80s movies are. Yes, but- they are. <laughs> <laughs> I just really appreciate that. And just all the different games that they were playing, that Styles was kind of the ringmaster. He was leading everything. And there were a bunch of different... It was like they were drawing what game it would be. Or would they draw the game and then draw the pair that would have to do it? I think so. So it would be like truth or dare. And then it would be, you know, everybody had drawn names and he would pick someone and then they would reveal who their partner was. And then they had to act it out or do whatever the game was. Right. I think they picked the partners before they picked the game. I think you're right. Yeah. And I love the fact that well, Pamela had actually drawn Scott's name. Yep. But Boof got picked first. And she lied and said that it was Scott. Mm-hmm. And then they were chosen to go do Seven Minutes in Heaven in the closet. In the closet, yeah. And so they were like making out. And then that's when he got a little wolfy. He did get a little wolfy. She I didn't think know because it was dark. But... Didn't his claws like grow or something? Yeah. She like scratched her. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I just loved all the party antics. And then number two was the classic surfing on top of the Wolfmobile moment. <laughs> With Surfing USA by the Beach Boys playing. It's just such a fun scene. And then watching it as an adult, like trying to figure out how they... <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, their their shoes must be glued to the top or something like that. <laughs> it was so, actually wire work that they did. Was it? Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, I was hoping you would find out what the deal was behind that. Yeah. There's a documentary that we were going to watch, yeah. but it's hard to get. So we would have to get the Blu-ray. Yeah, it's only on the Blu-ray. It's like a two-hour documentary on it. Right. And I really want to watch it, but I didn't want to put off covering this. Yeah, I figured we could get it on Amazon or something digitally, but you couldn't. Hmm. No fun. No fun. Anyway, the surfing, urban surfing was fun. Urban surfing. (laughs) And then number three was the dance. And like we said before, it was kind of reminiscent of Can't Buy Me Love. I don't know which one came first, but where Scott is there as the wolf and everybody's just copying what he's doing and watching what he's doing. Like he's the cool guy, which also kind of reminds me a little bit of Teen Witch. Teen Witch, yep. So I thought that was a fun tie-in. But just him showing up and there's like the dance line and he's dancing his way down. And it's a fun scene before the violence. So much violence. (laughs) The shredded shirt. (laughs) And your faves? My faves, I love that first transformation into the wolf in the bathroom. (laughs) It's just so 80s as far as creature effects and all of that. It was such hard work. I'm sure they did so much work on just that one thing. It's for 10 seconds probably, but to like extrude your face out and then you're like... You know, makes me think of like Michael Jackson and Thriller. Thriller, yeah. And what was the other, was it Fright Night? Fright Night had the same thing, yeah. Later on when he turned into the vampire, Uh I think he did have a similar creature transformation. I just remember that one Halloween documentary that we watched where they talked about a lot of creature transformations. I can't believe they didn't talk about Teen Wolf. I know. (laughs) 
They probably should have. <laughs> they should have. But I really like it. I thought they nailed the makeup as far as what it might look like to be a werewolf. For the 80s, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've, come a, they've come a long way. They have. And like we mentioned before, I think it's great how quick everyone is just totally okay with this werewolf now amongst them. Right. Just like, oh, okay, I'm scared for a couple seconds then. Yeah, he's cool. All right. As we were. I mean, maybe it's just like a universe where there are other mystical creatures that yeah. we don't know about. And so it's not that weird to see a werewolf. Yeah, because like his dad is one. So it's not right. like he's the first one. Or and anything. there may have already been rumors about it or something like that. Yeah. Because you know that if the vice principal knew that he was a wolf, people have been talking. They've been talking. Even Mick said he like shot his mom. Yeah, that was a confusing scene. That I'm was just really like, sure. did you shoot? I feel like he was just saying something to piss Scott off. Yeah. I mean, I think his mom had definitely passed away, but yeah. I don't think we got the real story of what happened we didn't. there. But maybe she was a wolf, too. It could be, because that's what Mick was hinting at. Right. In their three-week shoot, they didn't dive deep enough into the story. I agree. I needed to know more backstory. You needed a Teen Wolf 2. Oh. Oh. <laughs> maybe we'll cover that. Oh, I don't oh. know. Love you, Jason Bateman. Now, but... there's also a Teen Wolf cartoon that yes. ran in the late 80s. Yes, I watched a couple episodes of that recently. Okay, we'll have to check them out. It was a while back that I saw them, but... Hmm. How were they? Entertaining. I've actually heard it's actually okay, yeah. It was pretty entertaining, yeah. We'll have to check it out, because it was like three seasons or something. And there was also a, a series on MTV, Teen Wolf, that ran for a pretty long time. It was very popular. Like after 2010, right? Yeah, I watched like the first episode or two. I just didn't really get into it. Yeah, but... it was serious, like not funny, but serious. Right. Okay. Like a teen drama, but to me, not on the Vampire Diaries level. Oh, <laughs> I see. Not on that level. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Finally for me, the give me a keg of beer scene at the gas station. Yes, I almost picked that as my fave. When his eyes would turn red, like back in the day when I was a kid, that would really scare me. Me too. I was like, oh my gosh, his eyes just turned red for real. Watching this as a kid, I really felt like everything was really well done. Yeah. You I know? loved this movie. <laughs> I did too. When we watched it back, we were like, oh, mm. oh, is this not good? Is this not a good movie? Because <laughs> I remember this being an amazing movie. <laughs> yeah. But we felt like we still had to cover it because our inner children. Our inner children were brought back to that place of enjoying this. We would be doing our inner children a disservice. To not cover Teen Wolf. Absolutely. Oh, I do have an honorable mention. Oh, yeah? An HM? An HM. So the soundtrack slash music was so spot on. It was like just 80s like synth stuff happening. Like... Yeah. All throughout the thing was great. I loved the soundtrack. It was so very fitting. So very nostalgic. Yes, it was. 80s to the max. <laughs> That's what he wrote down. That's what I wrote down. So I, had I was to say actually it. waiting for him to say 80s to the max. <laughs> what would you have done if I had taken your line and said it? I would have been pretty upset. That was a lot of hard work to write that. <laughs> you really dug into the depths of your creativity. Channeled my inner writer. Oh, I'm so mean. I'm sorry. Oh. I made us this fort. We're in the fort. We need some fairy lights in here. Oh, didn't account for fairy lights. <laughs> We'll work on it. It's a work in progress. This is the beta version. Do you know what a beta is? That's before you go to... Yes, I know. Okay. 
Can I mansplain that for you again, please? <laughs> what was it we said earlier? You yeah, didn't say mansplain. You, he was like I suggested something. A mangestion. A mangestion. <laughs> gave, okay. He gave me like, a, a mangestion because I had already figured <laughs> something out, and he came in and told me what I should do, and I was like, "Yeah, I already did this," and he's like, "Oh." Sorry for the man gesture there. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I love you. I love you You're too. very self-aware. All right, it's my turn. It's my turn. All right, what do you got? I finally get to talk about this epic movie that changed my life. Changed your life? Teen Witch. Nineteen eighty nine, directed by Dorian Walker, written by Robin Minkin and Vernon Zimmerman. Before I get into the stars, I just have to say that I love it so very much. <laughs> I know you love this movie. We almost covered this back in, in December. December, correct? We did, and then we decided that we needed to get into some Christmas stuff. Yeah. So we held off. So you've been chomping at the bit. I have. I feel like almost every week when we discuss what we're going to cover next, I bring up Teen Witch. Like Teen Witch now? Is it Teen Witch? How about now? Teen Witch? I'm like, yes, yes, it's Teen Witch. Let's do it. I finally got my way. And it's actually perfect because I love the pairing of Teen Wolf and Teen Witch. Yes, it is a good pairing. I like it. So it's starring Robin Lively as Louise Miller. You may know that she's Blake Lively's sister of Gossip Girl fame, mm -hmm. half-sister. She was also in Karate Kid 3, and she recently was on the Hulu show Light as a Feather as, the, as, a feather, as one of the moms. Was it about a Ouija or about, like, magic? Yes, it's about people that played that game, and then there's, like, a curse. Ooh, and cool. It was actually pretty entertaining. I was watching it, you know, around Halloween. Ah. Did you ever play Light as a feather. I have never tried to play that, which blows my mind that I haven't, but I haven't tried. I feel like I've played it and it didn't work. Uh, I've heard from some people who say that it does work. It worked. <laughs> is what you're saying. They lifted somebody off the ground with a finger. One of our Instagram followers recently messaged me and said that they played that and it worked. Do they have video proof? Probably not because it was probably in like early 90s. Where was their cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> I want to play it and have it work. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Well, the first time that we get together with all of our friends after all this. I mean, I'll just do it like, we'll do it tonight. I'll you start chanting it and just. Oh, you, me, Kitty, and Sketchy. We'll bring Azazel inside. Oh, you got to have Azazel for something like yeah, this. Yeah, you do. She's got the perfect name for it. She does. <laughs> She's got them demon eyes. She's a demon. She's a demon. <laughs> Uh, that's a supernatural reference, by the way. Well, well, that's a combo reference. Hold on. <laughs> it is a combo. It is a combo. Because reference. it's Azazel came from a character on the show Supernatural, which is one of our favorites. And it's the yellow eyed demon, right? It's the yellow eyed demon. Yeah. Almost one of the scariest characters of that entire show. He was terrifying. Absolutely. But anyway. What's the other half of we the named reference? Our, we named our cat Azazel and the. She's a Damon is from the Real Housewives of Melbourne. She's a Damon. <laughs> Melbourne, Australia. That's a good- Australia, mate. Australia, mate. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I watched like two episodes of that. I, know, I don't know why I didn't keep watching it because I love all the Housewives stuff. Yeah, I liked it. Anyway, back to Teen Witch. Yes. 
So Robin Lively, the iconic Louise Miller. Then, speaking of iconic, Zelda Rubinstein as Madame Serena Alcott. Madame mm. Serena, most known for her role in the Poltergeist series. She also has a cameo in 16 Candles. What does she do in 16 Candles? She shows up at the church, the sister's wedding. Oh, that's right. I feel like she like played the organ or something, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I remember her being there. I might also be thinking of Full House and the wedding scene. <laughs> I might be mixing those up right now. Forever. I'll be so happy loving you. If you haven't listened to our Full House episode, it is super fun and you need to go check that out. That's some gold on that one. <laughs> then we have Dan. Is it Gauthier? Is that how you would say it? Gauthier? Gauthier? Gauthier. Dan Gauthier. Gauthier. Gothier. Dan Gothier as Bradley Powell, a.k.a. Brad, or as Pete kept referring to him as we watched it, B-Rad. Oh, B-Rad. He was a heartthrob. I had a mega crush on him. He also played Kevin Buchanan on One Life to Live. Who knew? I will not go off on a soap opera tangent like we did our last episode. <laughs> that was a fun part of that episode. Tangent away. It was, but I don't know if I remember him playing Kevin. Mm. But I probably... This is one you watched, though. Yeah, I yeah. did. Totally watched during the 80s and 90s. So I don't know. Anyway, Joshua Miller, who played Richie Miller, Louise's younger brother. Yeah. Something interesting about him is that he co-wrote the horror movie Final Girls. That's a good movie. Which we really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. And the TV show Queen of the South with his partner. Ah. He's also the son of playwright and Oscar-nominated actor Jason Miller, who played Father Karras in The Exorcist. Really? And he is Jason Patrick's half-brother. Really? Lost Boys. Wow. Yeah, right? He's got some, He's got some ce- pedigree right celeb there. royalty there. Yeah, wow. I, who knew? Karen Kay as Margaret Miller. She played Louise's mom. Dick Sargent as Frank Miller, who was the second Darren on Bewitched. Did oh, you watch Bewitched? Right. I did watch Bewitched. I forgot I there was two Darrens. I Bewitched. Me too. Which I thought was funny that he was on a movie about a witch, you know, yeah. since he was on Bewitched. I almost said Yes Master, but I forgot that was... <laughs> uh, I Dream of Genie. <laughs> I was like, you're calling me your master? <laughs> What a different time. This is where you would twitch your nose. <laughs> oh, that's Bewitched. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa Fuller, who played Randa. Which what a is great name. Such a, yeah. Such an eight. I feel like such an 80s teen name. Randa. I want to have a baby and name it Randa <laughs> just so we could have a kid named Randa. <laughs> what about a cat? Yes. Why don't we get a cat and name it Randa? Or we could get a dog. We've got lots of cats. Let's get a dog. Name it Randa. You all heard it here first. No. He said I could get a dog. You can, but it's going to be named Megatron. (laughs) He also wanted us, if we were to ever have a child, to name it Rudder. Rudder is a... No! You are cutting that from the podcast. You are not sharing that name. Okay, that is my made-up name that no one else... If I see one kid named Rudder... Then you should be flattered. It's on you. Aw. That's okay. You can use Rudder. I give I give everybody permission to use Rudder <laughs> as a name. You have his blessing. <laughs> Just tell me if you You're do, like please. You're like the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Just let us know if you name your kid Rudder. Listen, love, I, I honestly don't think anyone's going to name their child Rudder, but you never know. 
Listen, you are hating on that name. It is a cool name. I was never going to name my child Rudder. Love you. I was just going to call the kid Rudder no matter what. (laughs) But we were also going to have a dog and name it Alfredo, remember? Alfredo. That's still a good dog name. And call it Fredo. Fredo. I like that. Yeah, that's a cute name. Let's do it. Could we have a dog with three names? (laughs) It would be Megatron Alfredo Tuttle. (laughs) I think Alfredo Megatron. Alfredo Megatron. (laughs) Randa. What about Randa? Randa Randa Megatron? We got to get two dogs. Randa Alfredo. (laughs) Fun fact. I'm skipping ahead a little bit on the fun facts. But Lisa Fuller, Randa, married Dan, a.k.a. Brad, in 1990. And they have a child together. And they're still married today. They are still married today. Last I heard, anyway. That is crazy. I mean, nothing against Hollywood. There's just a lot of marriages and divorces in Hollywood. That's a long time to be together. That's great. And that was right after the movie, because the movie came out in 89. 89, right. It's just like, hey, I really like you. I I, like you too. Let's be together forever. I was blown away by that. And I only learned that like two years ago or something. And then the great man Andy Ingber as Polly. Polly. And she, she has a 20-year career as a celebrity fitness and wellness expert. She's Ooh. Jennifer Aniston's yoga instructor. Really? Yeah. I wish I could do yoga. <laughs> yoga has the exact opposite effect on me. I get angry when I do yoga. He's like the tin man when we try to do yoga. Yeah. I cannot touch my toes. I didn't believe him when he first told me that he couldn't, and then he showed me, and I was like, what? They're like, wow, you're not even like close to touching your toes. Like, are you bending down? <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Maybe Mandy can help you out. Maybe. She'd say, top that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. So the writer Robin Mencken had said about coming up with the name for Teen Witch, they were looking at titles for recently successful movies and Teen Wolf had been around. And so they said, we got it. Like, we're going to make Samantha from Bewitched and make that a teenage girl's dilemma and just show that love is stronger than magic. Oh, right. And that was their movie. Huh, okay. Interesting, right? So the movie Teen Witch is about a teenage girl, Louise Miller, who finds out just before her 16th birthday that she is actually a powerful witch. All right? She's reincarnated. (laughs) And... She finds all this out from Madame Serena. She found out that she would receive her powers on her birthday. And before this, though, she has had a pretty mundane life, kind of like Scott and Teen Wolf. She doesn't have a ton of friends. She's basically invisible to her crush, Brad. (laughs) B-Rad. And when she meets Madame Serena, she's, you know, a psychic and a mystic. She's the one who teaches her how to harness her powers. There's also an amulet involved which she ends up getting at school like from her drama teacher who she's really close to of course the drama teacher doesn't know where it came from or anything she's just like you should have this yeah here's a prop just take this it's just all magic you know magic was all being drawn to her and so along with her amulet and her powers she's able to perform these spells Mm -hmm. that end up working. So she turns her brother into a dog. (laughs) She makes a voodoo doll of her teacher to get back at him after he humiliates her. He deserved it. He did deserve it. She makes the popular girls in school turn against each other by basically giving them a truth serum. Yeah. Look, you're too lazy to even cover your roots. Shut up, And she does her very own popular spell. So everybody 
starts to treat her like she's a celebrity, basically. She immediately like changes hairstyle and clothes at that point too, right? Right. But you kind of don't know if it's just that the spell made her Mm -hmm. look like that or if she suddenly knew how to do all that to herself. Yeah, they kind of brushed over that because she changed like her hairstyle Right, and where did all those clothes come from? I mean, I think that it just had to have been the spell. Had to have been, yeah. It just magically made her hair look cool and her makeup look great and give her some great outfits. Yeah. Oh, and then there's the one spell where this is the one I would do. Yeah. Where they get to go backstage to see <laughs> their favorite artist, yeah. Shauna. Shauna. In concert. And she like puts their name on the list. And Shauna like gives her her lucky jacket. Jean jacket. Like I've had this since my first tour or whatever. Yeah. She comes over from performing and is like, hey, Louise. Like yeah. she knows her name. Right. And of course, Polly is there with her. And she's like, how does she know your name? So, I feel like that is absolutely the first spell you would do. Oh, yeah. My first spell was the money spell. <laughs> <laughs> what Madame Serena was trying to yeah. do. I was like, yeah, I'll print some money real quick, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> really, all we'd have to do is just the money thing, and then everything else would fall into place. Right. right? If, you, if you have stacks of money, you can get backstage. <laughs> right. I'm not worried about being popular. I just need to I just need to be able to do everything easily right. with money. You just want less resistance. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let it all flow. Yeah. Okay, so the only spell that she will not go through with is making Brad fall in love with her. She has the spell all set up. He's coming over to study. She's got plans. She starts to do it, and he's like, what? Because she starts saying her mm-hmm. spell words. Incantation. Yeah. But, you know, she wants to know that if he likes her, that it's real. And then by the end of the movie, he's fallen in love with her. But the thing that really drives me crazy about the movie that makes me feel icky about it is that I realized that I think he only really liked her because she was the most popular girl. Yeah. Because he says to her when she's talking to him about being with Randa, like before they spark a romance, the two of them, he's like, well, every guy wants to be with the most popular girl. And then she does her spell to become popular. And then he falls in love with her. Right. So even though she didn't do the love spell, she still did a spell that affected the way he felt. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't really like her when she wasn't popular. That's interesting. Did people date people in high school where you went just because they were popular? I don't know that it was like how Brad put it. You know, every guy wants to date the most popular girl. I don't think that people intentionally said... Okay, which of these girls is the most popular? I'm going to date her. Maybe they did, but I don't think so. But I do think that there was a level of, you know, ranks. Mm. Not, I mean, you know how it is in high well, school. It's like... I didn't know because I was in the top rank. So it's just like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think that like if a guy was in a certain group of friends or whatever, or he had this level of popularity, it was probably more rare for him to date someone that wasn't as popular. It makes me think of She's All That. I mean, what if the person was just really pretty, though? Yeah, I mean, I think that that happens. I don't think that it's that common that someone's just thinking like, oh, this person's popular, so let me date them. And who even knows what the dynamics are like now in high school? Because it's a totally different world of social media being a part of it all. Yeah. So different than it was for us. It's like, yeah, it is. You had to actually pick up the phone and call someone, or you had to write them a note, yeah, you know, or actually go up and talk to them (laughs) at school. 
I don't know. I, I really would love to be a fly on the wall to see what it's like at schools now. We should ask our nieces and nephews that are still in school. Yeah, we could get a little breakdown of what it's like now. Because we couldn't even text each other, you know? Yeah. Did you have a pager eventually? I never got a pager. You never had a pager? No. Really? Yeah. That's like the first big thing I ever bought myself. I had a pager in like 95, probably. <laughs> no, I never had that. It was electric blue. I don't feel like I even really wanted one. I don't remember why it was useful, but it was. Well, because it was like if you were out somewhere and someone needed to talk to you, they could let you know and you would have to then find a phone to call yeah, them. Right. Which so is it's like so getting a funny text. to think about. It is weird. Like I'm, I'm remembering back. It's like getting a text essentially mm -hmm. without the ability to reply back. It's like a, a one-way text. Like, yes. hey, this is Scott. Call me. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I need to call Scott. I got to go find a payphone. Yeah. <laughs> right. I got to go right? find a payphone. Like, that's what it was like. Like, hey, man, what's up? Oh, I can't call him. I don't have a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call someone who cares? <laughs> nice. <sighs> but, you know, it just made me a little sad to look at it from that perspective now because mm -hmm. it made it seem a little less romantic. Yeah. Like, at the end of the movie... She throws the amulet away like, I don't need this magic. And Brad still walks up to her and wants to be with her. So maybe that's their way of saying, even though like there's no magic involved here, but she still looks exactly the same. She's still wearing the same cool outfit. Her hair still looks great. You know what I mean? Like, what would it have been like if she threw the amulet and then she looked like how she used to dress and how her hair used to be before the popular spell? Then would he still like her? Well... I mean, it's still her, though. It's her in the clothes. It's yeah, her hair. He didn't like her before. Maybe part of the spell was that she would learn how to do her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been more interesting, even though I love that final scene, but it would have been more interesting if when she threw the amulet off, suddenly she looked like how she did at the beginning of the movie. That would have made more he sense. he still liked her. Yeah, that would have been a better ending. I agree. But, you know, it's not like she didn't want to look like that and dress like that. She yeah. did. She just didn't have it. Like her mom bought her a sweater that she hated. Yeah. And she was having to wear these awful clothes and she didn't really know how to do her hair and stuff. Some people just don't know how to style themselves. And I'm one of those people. Right. But like she wanted to. She wanted to look. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't have said right there. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I was on a tangent. No. <laughs> right, yeah, like you. <laughs> no, I don't think that at all. Left to my own devices, it's difficult for me to style myself. I will walk into a store, and if it's not on a mannequin, I don't know what to get. Well, you always look great. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> That's because you style me now. <laughs> so the movie bombed at the box office. It did. But it has become a cult classic. How could it not with all of the amazing <laughs> musical and rap numbers? Yeah, amazing we were... <laughs> is a word to attach to it. <laughs> when we first watched it, all right, we've watched it twice in the last three months, I guess. Yeah. Because when we were going to cover it before we watched it and Pete was like, because he had never seen it. And it <laughs> all of a sudden, the first song plays and he looks at me and he is like, I feel like we've already talked about this in a previous episode, but just in case you didn't listen to that one. He's like, uh, did you just rope me into watching a musical? <laughs> it did feel that way. I was like, <laughs> is this a musical? What are we doing right now? And I don't know why I didn't even think about the fact that like 
Yeah, kind of. But I don't think of, when I think of Teen Witch, I don't think of it being a musical. I just think of it as being amazing and having all these wonderful songs in it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is typically a musical. (laughs) It's just a great movie with a lot of songs in it. It's not a musical. (laughs) And the actors are singing the songs and dancing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But the movie did give us some wonderful songs. Like popular girl, mm-hmm. I like boys, which I thought was hilarious because they are in the locker room wearing their like leotards, and one of the girls comes in with a boombox and she's like, "Hey guys, I just got the new cheer," and then they sing, "I like boys." For I like boys. five minutes. Yeah, I mean, how is that a cheer? A cheer for what? Boys. But, I mean, is that what they're going to do at the football game? I'm confused. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do at the football game. <laughs> All right. Well, I wish we would have seen them after they'd had a few rehearsals. Um, Finest Hour, which is the final song at the dance. Never Gonna Be the Same Again by Shauna, which is how the movie opens with the really dramatic scene oh. where Louise and Brad are on the roof and Louise is looking all She's in the red dress. Glamorous, like how she looks at the end of the movie, like yeah. when she's the popular girl, but she's dreaming. That's the song that's playing. But we also see Shauna singing that song when they go see her in concert. Mm. Shauna reminds me of like Sheena Easton or Stacey Q, like one of those kind of 80s pop stars. Who did she remind me of? Didn't you say Sheena the Easton? Bangles? Oh, Susanna Hoffs. Yeah, she reminds me of She does kind of look Hoffs. like Susanna Hoffs a little bit, yeah. And then, of course, everybody's favorite, Top That. Top That! <laughs> Fun facts about Teen Witch. Let's get them. This one is my favorite, okay, because I learned about it recently. It happened a couple years ago, though, but Robin recreated... The famous dance that's at the end of Teen Witch Mm -hmm. as a surprise for Blake and Ryan Reynolds' wedding. Really? So apparently Blake and then their brother, they both really loved Teen Witch growing up. Mm -hmm. And so her brother and Robin got together to plan a surprise for Blake. So at Blake and Ryan's wedding, Robin got a blue dress, a blue tutu, and had Finest Hour start playing. Mm-hmm. And they did the dance, and she had the necklace, the amulet necklace <laughs> remade. And at the end, she threw it to Blake, which is so great, because at the end, great. she throws the necklace. Yeah. I loved hearing about that. I thought that was so fun. Plus, I just love Blake and Ryan together, so I just yeah. think it's great. I wish there was video that we could see of at least just parts of that. I know, because like, you, so you know there's video of it. Oh, absolutely. I don't know that the world will ever see it. Also, she recreated it with Dan, a.k.a. Brad, for her brother's birthday. Oh, really? They even did like the same clothes and <laughs> all that. That is so much fun. I know. I wonder, like... I don't, it didn't have a date on that. So I don't know if it was when he was young, you know, (laughs) or later on. I like that. This I really liked was that Robin's mother basically handled the wardrobe. So she was behind the iconic looks of Louise Miller. Well, dang, that is a good job. I know. And Robin said, like, you know, she was just helping. Like, they even used some of her actual clothes. And she basically helped create this iconic character. So it's like, oh, well, I mean, I pretty much just have the coolest mom ever. I know. Well, I think it's so funny because as a child, I loved every single thing that Louise wore. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from her. What about the sweater with the dress? Grandma outfits at the beginning. <laughs> with the sho- What kind of shoes did you call them? 
I think I said grandpa shoes because they look like shoes? slippers that a grandpa would wear. <laughs> yeah, they did. But even the switch at the dance before she does the spell, I love that outfit. Yeah. And then, I, of course, I love all the outfits that she wears after she does the popular girl spell. spell. But then Blake, years later, as Serena on Gossip Girl and just as herself, is a style icon in my mind. Mm-hmm. I love everything that she wears. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny that both sisters are style icons just in different eras. They get it from their mother. They get it from their mama. (laughs) So the Groundlings in L.A. apparently performed a live version, which previous members include Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig, Paul Rubens, Maya Rudolph. They launched a live version of Teen Witch the Musical in 2013. Did they really? Yeah. That'd be something to see. I would have loved to have seen that. So Madame Serena's house was actually the house where Michael Jackson turned into a werewolf in Thriller. Really? There's some synergy for you again. Yeah. Because we talked about his transformation when we were talking about Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, yeah. Look at that. That house, though, is something else. I mean, it's got to be (laughs) so haunted. Oh, yeah, definitely. What a house, though. It's awesome. I agree. So then Robin apparently had a crush on Dan, who played Brad. So in real life, she had a crush on him. Yes. Like Uh, as they were filming. Yeah. But as they were filming, he was dating Lisa, who played Randa. And then they got married not long after that. And Robin was apparently heartbroken. But she still went to the wedding. Well, good honor. Yeah. Good job. She held her head high. Okay. So I don't know if it was hard for you or not to... Choose your favorite moments. Do you have any? I had a lot of favorite moments. Oh. You, you made me change some of these because my favorite moments were when bad things happened. <laughs> but my edited <laughs> list for my original list. You, no, as we were watching, he was like, remind me, my favorite moment is that is, is, is how Louise ignored her friend as soon as she became popular. And I was like, how is so that much? a favorite moment? I think you just meant you wanted to talk about that, but it's not necessarily a favorite moment. You're right. It's not my favorite moment. It's just my most memorable moment. Yeah, she just like ditched Polly right away. Yeah, like right away. Just So annoying. What are you doing? Anyways, (laughs) I love when she goes to the dance, she gets changed into her cool clothes. Yeah. First of all, the outfit is awesome. It is. I love it. And I just love that transformation. pink and the orange and the turquoise. We don't actually see her do her hair, but it's suddenly different. Yeah. Doesn't she have a tutu on? Yes. Yeah. I love that outfit. Mm -hmm. It's great. Secondly, when the teacher is reading that note in the beginning, it's got like the chocolate on it from her brother. From her diary. From her diary where she's talking about Brad kissing her. (laughs) Yeah. Brad. Brad. First of all, that is the absolute biggest DHA move by a teacher ever. Agree. Like that was the worst teacher anyways. But I just like the feeling of that. It captures how uncomfortable class could be. Oh, yeah. When the you wrong thing happens. You could feel how embarrassed she was. Yes. It was a good scene. It's along the lines of what I mentioned earlier, where it's like, it's a memorable moment. Right. Although I wish we would have seen a little bit more of a reaction from Brad. Yeah. Of like... Is she talking about me? You know, you don't see him react any more than anybody else in the class. And he's right there. Right. She has to run past him when she leaves the classroom. She is mortified. Uh, Last for me, I actually like the I like boys routine and song. (laughs) I can't imagine why. I mean, it's fun. (laughs) Okay. 
Why do you think I like it? Because there's hot girls in their bathing suits dancing around. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. That's all right. It is a good routine. It's a great routine. A great, great. A great cheer. Now, my least favorite moment. Yeah. When I couldn't remember this guy's name. I'm not sure that they told us. Yeah, I don't know. Randa's cousin that Louise goes on a date with. And Louise straight disappears him in the car. Well, that guy. He is my least favorite moment. He's the worst. I mean, on purpose, but he is the worst. Oh, yeah. They made him an annoying. Yes. He was an annoying. <laughs> but it was like really inappropriate. It did, A little yeah. rapey. Uh, yeah. Very rapey. A little just date like, rapey. Very date rapey and just like. All right, I'm 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 ready for this guy to go. Thanks, Louise. You just disappeared him. I appreciate right. you. And then she has to like dramatically park the car there in Brad's car. She hits the brake with like her hand or something. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> how did she even stop the car? She's not sitting in the driver's seat. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Okay, so the popular girl montage. Is definitely one of my favorites because we see her in a bunch of different outfits. We see that everybody is copying what she's wearing and the way she's fixed her hair. And just the moments where she's like walking into class and everybody's clapping for her, like yeah. ridiculous things. And at one point there, I don't know if this is during the montage or just later on, but they're crowded outside her house. Oh, yeah. Like paparazzi. Holding, like holding up signs and stuff like how you would do to a pop star back then. Mm-hmm. Because that would happen to like new kids on the block. I remember seeing video footage of people like hanging out outside their houses. Oh, wow. I never did that, but might have driven by, but <laughs> never just like camped out. Okay. And it wasn't for new kids. That was for NSYNC. But anyway. <laughs> An NSYNC drive I mean, if by. you live in the same town as them and you know where they live, like why wouldn't you occasionally just go by? I mean, I, I would have for, you know, somebody that I really was... Into. Into, yeah. You don't even know how many times we got to see them because they happened to be standing in front of their house when we went by. We, we didn't do anything. You just looked at them. We were just like, oh my God, there he is. And then we keep going. But then we'd be, you know, freaking out in the car, but never do anything to them. You know, just drive by. Would they be like getting the mail and stuff like that? Yeah. Just whatever. I like that. Getting into their car. I whatever. like that you didn't bother them. No, but it was just like, honestly, in high school, when I had a crush on someone or I like someone, we would do the same thing. Really? If we ever at one point tell our most embarrassing stories, I'm not doing it now. Ooh, that is a good idea. But later on, that could be a topic for, you know, another one of our like top five lists or something, because <laughs> I'm sure I could probably think of five embarrassing moments, but. I only have like two, but. One of the, only two. <laughs> one of those involves driving by. A guy's house that I liked. Okay, so this happened in high school. So to mm. me, it was the same thing. You know, it was like you just wanted to see if they were home kind of thing. <laughs> and we didn't do it all the time. It was just occasionally be like, Look, let's go drive around and hey. go by every single one of the members of NSYNC's homes. That we could get to. Let's go casually stalk these people. <laughs> let's, let's go stalk them. But it wasn't actually stalking. Like it we wasn't. Didn't... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know, but we would joke about that. Yeah. 
But we truly didn't ever bother them. We never did anything weird. We didn't like send them mail or do anything crazy. We just would go by. Now, NSYNC didn't make a lot of money in the beginning, right? That's I feel like we saw that in the documentary that we watched. Right. Well, yeah, they didn't get what they were I've, worth. It, it sounded the like they got almost because nothing. Because of Lou Pearlman, yeah. Yeah. And then they so went to court. what were their houses like? Well, Chris lived in the same apartment complex that I lived in. Okay. So like not, I don't think at the same time. Yeah. But- I moved to Orlando in 2002, so they broke out from under Lou in 99, and I'm pretty sure he still lived there for a while, because later on, I became friends with someone who used to date him, Right, and she came to, like, pick us up to go out or something, and she was like, oh, my ex-boyfriend used to live here, you know, like, it, it wasn't that long. Well, what about the houses you drove by, though? Were they nice houses, or just, like, normal houses? Um... They were nice. I mean, two of them lived in an area that is well known in Orlando, like Tiger Woods and Shack live in that same neighborhood. Okay. But those houses vary in luxury, I would say. But for the biggest pop stars in the world. Right. Subpar. But now Joey's home that he eventually bought was massive and it was right on the lake. Huge. I mean, Justin's house was really nice. Yeah. I mean, eventually- not that that big, but they, they, you know, I mean, that was early days. They had to have gotten money eventually from it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, they were the biggest act in the world for a time. Of course. And yeah, I mean, JC's house was nice. It was just in this quaint. His was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I know I sound like such a stalker right now, but he <laughs> lived in this area of town that was like these cobblestone streets and these weeping willow trees. And it was just a really nice area. Okay. And then the rest of them were kind of in like gated neighborhoods. Oh, so you couldn't go in there? I mean. Well, you weren't supposed to go in there. <laughs> Did you have like a fight club night where you'd like go over the railing (laughs) or go over the fence? I'm sorry. (laughs) No, nothing like that. But we definitely got into those neighborhoods. Nice. I I wish Oh, if we weren't on this podcast, I'll tell you later. I can't wait to hear these stories. Of how we got into these neighborhoods. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anyway, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Okay, number two. Is the epic rap battle top that? Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give a. <laughs> it's so good. It's a classic. Like I think everybody that thinks of Teen Witch thinks of that scene. Mm-hmm. Polly is just well. It, what's great about it is that she's really shy. She feels like she'll never be cool mm-hmm. like the guys that are always rapping. She has a crush on Rhett, who's like the leader of that little pack yeah. of rappers. <laughs> And she's saying to Louise, like, she's confessing to her that she has a crush on him and that she'll never be cool like them. And so Louise, like, does a little spell. You see her rub her amulet. And all of a sudden, Polly's, like, super confident and jumps off of her bike and goes over to them and starts rapping in his face. She's ready to crush it. And they have a rap battle. Rap battle. Top that. It's so good. And then, of course, I've already talked about this scene a couple times, but the end of the movie Where they're at the dance and Louise shows up and she decides that she's going to throw her magic away, throwing the amulet away. And then we see Brad still cross the dance floor to her and then they proceed to do a choreographed dance that everyone else on the dance floor automatically knows. Well, it's the 80s. That's what you do. (laughs) Everybody knows the the dances that are coming. In my mind, at Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' wedding, the entire wedding party then started doing the same dance. That's what I wish they would have done. I hope that's what they did. In my mind, that's what they did. 
I do have some honorable mentions. So when she's first learning her powers and she goes to this carnival-looking place, there's a carousel, and she's doing her spells, and what is it? It's like, Omni Suminaro Suminaro Wawan! When she's doing it, I I can say it with her because as a child, I would say it. And then you you think about it, you're like, what were we saying? You know, what if they had all kids all across 1989? Casting spells? spells. I like it. I wonder if it rained. (laughs) And then it started raining and then the carousel started going and the music played and she's dancing around and it's just a fun scene. I love anything where witches are involved in movies or TV shows when you see them learn their powers. It's like, funny start too to know how to use them. Yeah, it's funny too to see the tone with which spells are delivered or incantations are delivered. Mm-hmm. It's always the same. Humne Ichitaro waterfall. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's always the same cadence. Okay. Also, it feels crazy to say this because I was ten years old. I feel like I was a little older when I was like renting this. Mm-hmm. But I was probably more like 12 or 13 when I kept renting it. Mm-hmm. But when she and Brad go to the abandoned house, it's very sexual. That is a very sultry scene. It is. That dude is legit sweating. <laughs> There's like a lot of lead up. There's a lot of tension. And then they start making out. And I was telling Pete this last night. Like, I think that that may have been the first tongue kiss that I ever witnessed. <laughs> <laughs> And then he was like, well, you never saw Top Gun? And I'm like, oh, yes, I did see Top Gun. So I guess Top Gun was probably the first one I witnessed. And then I was chasing you around with my Top Gun tongue. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say that, but that's what happened. (laughs) I didn't trust any of his kisses all night because I was like, oh, he's going to have his tongue darting out. I tricked you for so long, too. It's just like, it's just normal kisses for like five minutes. And then bam, (laughs) Top Gun tongue. (laughs) Highway to the danger zone. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to call it Top Gun tongue forever. (laughs) Oh, don't you give me that Top Gun tongue. Oh, And I love how she takes care of her favorite drama teacher. She hooks her up, basically. She straight away. She wins the lottery, and she's going to go away. She's met this amazing man, and they're going off to travel the world, Mm -hmm. and everything is lovely. And I just think that's really sweet of Louise to do that for her. But she was really good to Louise. She was. So Louise gave her that. She's like, you're my favorite. (laughs) And then just a really cute moment. Louise goes to talk to Madame Serena and she needs some advice. And she goes and she sits on her lap. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and they're, they're both there and then they both giggle and then switch <laughs> seats because Louise is much taller than Madame Serena. And so they switch and then Serena sits in her lap and it's really cute. I wonder if that was scripted or unscripted. I bet it, it was scripted, really... but it was cute. Oh, okay. I thought it was cute, too. I was hoping it was unscripted. I wish it was. I don't know. I wish I could have found some, like, making of Teen Witch or, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, that wasn't really out there. I couldn't find it. If anybody knows of anything like that, let me know. And then my least favorite was just how gross her brother Richie was with the food. Yeah, this was my original pick for least favorite. you saw that I had written that I saw that you had it, and I left it for you. I just... 
every scene that he was in, he's he's eating something or he's like cooking something, waiting waiting to get to eat something, and a really there's a really strong desire to eat something. Or he's cooking, like you see him cooking and there's like spaghetti sauce all over the walls, like like as if he just had it on his hands and was wiping it on the walls. Or he's making like pizza, I think. Yeah, with marshmallows on it. Yeah. And then just the first scene we see him, he's under her bed eating chocolates. And it's like all over his face. Everywhere. It's like, I don't understand the point of, like whose brother was like this? He's just very confusing because he seems too old to be. Yeah. Doing that. It was a little confusing from a character. To me, I would think that he was like 12 or 13, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I just didn't understand. And I I didn't either. Hoping to find something in research (laughs) about why, like, I don't know where they got the idea for that, you know? I don't know either. I'd love to know. Like, why would they even want to make you grossed out by him? Yeah. Like, what was the point of that character? Like, you can make an annoying brother without doing gross things with food. Yeah. You know? I just thought that was very weird. And then he kind of disappears and you don't see him for the rest of the movie. Right. He almost could not be in the movie. Yeah. But, I mean, you don't want that. Other than the dog scene. No, I don't want him not to be in there. I just want them to have written him a little bit better. Yeah. Definitely have an annoying younger brother. Yes. But I just don't get the food stuff. Right. But it did provide the reasoning for her diary page getting to her teacher because the chocolate stuck. It did. So that's probably where they came up with the idea. And then they just kept going with it. Yeah. But I wish they hadn't. Least favorite for sure. Grosses us out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So both of these movies involved scenes at dances. Mm -hmm. So I was curious if you had any stories about going to high school dances. Do you? I mean, I would go to the dances. I don't have a lot of stories attached to them. Yeah, nothing too crazy. No synchronized dancing or anything. No, no synchronized dancing. No fights where people had their shirts ripped open. No, I don't think so. No real drama. But the dances were like really well done. They'd have like good audio visual systems. The music was sweet. Do they have themes? I mean, not for like the normal dances. Yeah, we didn't either. Just the proms, we had themes. Yeah. Like my junior prom had a theme. I went to that. I had a very cool suit on. I think it might have been purple or teal. Why have I not seen pictures of this? I can't remember if that's what I wore to it or not. Might have been my teal suit. Why are there no pictures of this? I don't know why there's no pictures of it. I really need to see pictures of this. My parents took lots of photos, except when I got older, they just stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they didn't stop caring. They, they, they stopped caring they about just taking didn't photos. think about it. <laughs> I wasn't the young, cute kid anymore. Oh. oh. When I got older, it was just more like I started caring about capturing everything. I was too lazy. When I got ready for my prom, I wasn't even around my parents. Really? Yeah, well, we went with a big group of friends. And so, I mean, I did get ready at my house, but then went over to a friend's house to, like, get dressed. And then we took photos at one of the girls' houses that we were all going with. My my parents were not there for that. At my junior prom, it was the first time I ever hit anything with a car. Yeah? Yeah. I had my dad's car, which was a big deal. (laughs) I thought it was so cool. It was like a, a 1990 probe. Ford Probe, but it was so sweet. But we went to an after party after the dance, Mm -hmm. and I was backing up to leave, and I backed up into a tree. Oh, no. And I was so terrified to go look at that car. It was okay, though. (laughs) There was no marks on it. I was so relieved. I was like, what have I 
done. Did you ever tell your dad? No, no, I never told him. There was no marks on it. <laughs> Unless he's listening now. Now he knows. Now he knows. So how about you? You have to have some very good dance stories. I do. Like my prom story is not really anything spectacular. Nothing major happened. I do know. I think I've talked about this before. When I was in middle school, the big thing to do for a lot of people was to have for their birthday parties, they would have a dance party. So they would rent out a place. Yeah. A lot of them would rent out like a voting precinct. And then some people would do it in like church gyms. It's that hot spot. Yeah, I know. My first dance with a boy was in a voting precinct wow. that was like in the parking lot of my elementary school. Where? My elementary school. I don't know what that word is. My elementary school. Oh, oh, your <laughs> elementary school. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> it was in the parking lot? I mean, it was just, it kind of shared a parking lot. But it was outside. No, it was in a building. Oh, okay. It just shared a parking lot. With I thought you were school. saying the dance was in the parking lot. No, the voting precinct where the party was. I gotcha. Was in the same parking lot. I was like, that is risky for a dance. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I had my first dance with a boy, and it was to End of the Road oh. by Boys to Men. That's a story that I told a little bit about on our Instagram page a while ago. Like, I think before we had too many followers or too many listeners, but there was a boy who I didn't go to elementary school with, okay? But I was doing rec cheerleading before I got into middle school. Yeah. And we had a homecoming game, Mm -hmm. and he was on the football team. And they paired us up with people to walk with for homecoming. And I posted this picture, and I don't know if I should repost it or not, or if you can just go way back and on our page. Just keep scrolling. <laughs> scroll way down. <laughs> but there's a picture where, you know, I had started to gain a little bit of weight and got a little chunky and a little awkward in my cheerleading uniform. And I'm walking with two guys, and this one guy... To my right is the guy that's super cute that every girl is talking about. He go, he went to a different school, but like everybody knew his name. He was so cool. And so when I found out that I was going to be the one that got to walk with him, I was very excited. This was the Brad. Yeah, he was the B-Rad. How did you know who he was if he was at a different school? Because everybody on the cheerleading squad was talking about him. Cheerleading squads did that? Of course. I didn't know that. They were just like, oh, that guy, wow. you know? And so I knew that it was a big deal that I was the one that was picked to walk with him, right? So I go up and when we we do our walk, you know, they tell you that you're supposed to link arms as you do when you're being escorted. Right. And his arm was just down by his side. He refused to even lift his arm up to escort me. He looked miserable. And Do I need to whoop this guy's ass? <laughs> I feel like I need to. The little girl in me was dying. Like, I was so sad and so so bad. That was probably my first real embarrassment, you know, like because of a boy. Yeah. And what's sad is that you look back on it and I look at that picture and I didn't even notice the guy to the left of me, but he looked as happy and proud as he was. He was super happy to be there. I don't even know his name. 
He probably wanted to be your husband. I'm lucky to be here right now. <laughs> that dude wanted to be your husband right then. He was so happy. And, but you know what? It's like he's probably putting a post about me out there on Instagram about how I didn't pay attention to him or something. Oh, I don't know. You didn't pay attention to him? I mean, I I don't remember Is that him. What we're saying? Oh my god. But when I look at the But picture, you held his arm. But it's I did hold his okay. arm. And like, I was smiling. All, that was your job. I held his arm and I was smiling. I just don't remember him because I was so focused on walking with this other guy that everybody was in love with. What's his name? Tell us his name. Josh. Not going to tell you his last name, but... Josh D. Hay? Was that his last name? (laughs) Close. Anyway, so the funny part of that is I was in like sixth grade Mm -hmm. when that happened, and then we go to middle school, and then I'm in kind of a different group of friends in middle school. Yeah. We go to a dance... In the seventh grade, not a dance, but a party where dancing is involved. And End of the Road by Boyz II Men is playing. And that same guy comes and asks me to dance. Why is he at your dance? Because we're in middle school together. I thought he was at a different school. No. When I was a cheerleader, I was still in elementary school. And he went to a different elementary school. But then when you go to junior high. It's all combined. Now it's called middle school. But I at skipped the time all that. for me, it was still junior high. I was at my bougie private school. I didn't have oh. to deal with that nonsense of right, right. elementary and. Schools combining. Schools combining. I was just there in the same school. No. So like all the elementary schools in the county then combine for junior high. I got gotcha. Middle school. And he wanted to dance with you. He asked me to dance and I danced with him. Oh, I wish you would have slapped that dude right in the face. <laughs> I mean, curse slap. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll dance with you. No, but at the time, it was like I was still feeling like, oh, now he thinks I'm worthy. You know, maybe I like grew a little bit and I wasn't as chunky and I was a little more pretty. And and I was I had you're always I had I love you, but I had cool friends. And, you know, in his mind, did you cast any spells? I was also given an amulet by my oh, drama teacher. it makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I wish you would just look at me. And then it all happened. It's all I wish you would ask me to dance. <laughs> oh. No, I don't want to dance with no. you. No. But then the story ends with us being in high school, my senior year. Mm-hmm. He's the same grade as you? Yes. And- randomly because we had kind of gone our separate ways like i don't we were maybe kind of in the same friend group but it was very outskirts ish right and senior year came and then the guy that i was involved with was gone away to college and so honestly at that point i did not care about anybody that was at our school none of those high school boys no i had moved on to college boys i was already talking to you actually yeah at that point real men But he asked me out. Oh. He asked me out my senior year, and I turned him down. I mean, you straight noped him? I noped him. I like that. Because at the time, I didn't like his lifestyle, and I was just like, I don't want to be involved with that. Oh. But I also, I think the little girl in me that held on to his stiff arm. Stiff arm. For the homecoming Wait, was he a football player? Yes. He might have just been practicing. Did you ever think about that? Stiff arm is a football thing. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) He wasn't a football player in high school, though, I don't think. No? Not later, anyway. Mm. But anyway, that's my story. It felt like a story of retribution. It was like, I don't think that I was really consciously thinking about how he humiliated me that day when I was like 11. 
but it felt good as an 18-year-old to be like, nah. No, thank you. I'm good, you know? I know what you're saying. So there we go. I don't think I had anything that dramatic happen ever as far as retribution goes. Mm -hmm. I don't think. I feel like there was a lot of drama at our dances that I just can't remember. I wish I could bring somebody on that could remember something and tell me (laughs) everything that happened. Because I know they were drama filled, just like yours. That would be fun. All right. I guess we've wrapped up those movies. All right. Good job. I think we have some nostalgic items. I'm getting low. You might be running out. Do you want me to tell you about mine first? Yeah, let's hear about yours. Oh, yours is a good one. Yes. So mine is a Barbie that I had as a child. I loved her so much. She is Crystal Barbie. Crystal Barbie. Oh, wow. Look at that dress. She is like some iridescent, sparkly. It's like white, but it's also kind of pinkish. She's got a pink and purple belt. And she has this luxurious stole that Mm. you can wear a bunch of different ways, kind of like a lot of the Barbies that I've talked about on here. And then she had these gorgeous sparkly shoes that I remember trying really hard not to lose as a child. And then look, she came with a necklace that you could wear. Ooh, wow, yeah. See that picture of... There's a little girl. Yeah, she's got the necklace Wearing on. the necklace, and there's the necklace there's right there. There's the necklace. Oh, did you wear that necklace? Yes, I wore the necklace. Of course Of course did. I did. And then there's Ken. I guess he's Crystal Ken. He's got to be Crystal Ken. Because he matches her perfectly, and he. I remember that little purple boutonniere and tie. He looks like B-Rad from... <laughs> Teen Witch. He kind of does. He does. Although his face reminds me of the Jordan Knight doll, which is kind of funny. I wonder if they just used that as like a mold. I (laughs) bet you they did. That's funny. Yeah, this is from 1983. Oh, wow. So I would have been four. A young you, for sure. Very young me. I just remember being super excited about her, though. I can see why. Even though like the dress is a little kind of crinkly and it didn't flow like a lot of the other Barbie dresses. Oh, Okay. But I still loved it. I thought it was gorgeous. It's just very gorgeous. Shiny, crystally, you know. Very nice. So I was very excited to get her. Crystal Barbie. <laughs> Mine are something that you got me for Valentine's Day this year. Yes, they're not something you had as a child, but it's a character that you loved as a child. Yes. They are Skeletor pins. Yes. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> But they are great. I can't wait to put these on like a jean jacket. Yep. And have like a hoodie underneath <laughs> that matches these in color, like a teal hoodie. With some pink. Some pink. That would be sweet. What do they say? Do they say anything? Um. Well, I don't have my glasses on <laughs> and I'm old. So I think it says love, love, love. But why don't you tell me what it says? Oh, no. <laughs> it says live, laugh, love. Oh, live, Which laugh, is like love. this super cheesy quote. It's great that hilarious. Skeletor is saying that. He's got his angry that's, face that's on. That's the funny part about it. It's very funny. And then the other one, he's cuddling his kitty. Oh, he's holding Panthor. You're right. So cute. Very cute. That one doesn't say anything, does it? No, he's just clutching his kitty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me walking out to get coffee with kitty. Oh, I actually have a surprise for you. You got a surprise? I do. This is something that, hold on. This is an actual surprise. I have no clue what this is. I got you this. That would make it a surprise. For Valentine's Day. Oh, the the Valentine's Day gifts keep coming. They do. I feel like I just got another one Well, there were a few that were on back order. This one, they didn't even tell me when it was coming and it just finally showed up. Okay. I actually had the thought like two days ago that I was like, I really need to check on that order because- 
I don't know if it went through or not. I think this should be the plan in the future. Just like keep the Valentine's Day <laughs> gifts rolling. Listen, as far as you and I go, I feel like every day is Valentine's Day it anyway. Is. So There's I kind of so like. Much love. I, so much love. <laughs> I like that it's a little spread out. All right. So I thought that it would be fun for you to open it right now. Are we doing a live open? We're doing a live unboxing. Oh, live unboxing. <laughs> All right, let's. This is a whoa, late whoa, Valentine's whoa. Day gift. What do we have here? Oh my God! It's this giant Skeletor tiki! <laughs> Holy cow! Look at that! Wow, that is incredible! Kiki tiki's. Holy! You gonna cow. pull it out of the box? Yes. This is not staying in the box. Thank you, love. You're welcome. Make sure I don't drop it. That'd be great on the unboxing. <laughs> wow, look at that. Oh, that is incredible. Look, look at how Skeletor. big it is. Like, it is huge. Like it is awesome. Could I clean it out and drink out of them right now? Of course. It doesn't smell like anything. Hey, man, you boob. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, love. Cheers. <sighs> Tastes like evil. <laughs> Thank you, darling. You're welcome. So before we go, I just wanted to mention our Patreon. We now have our first bonus episode, Pilots on Patreon. It's mm -hmm. the pilot of Freaks and Geeks. And holy cow, was it a lot of fun. So much fun. What I love about it is that when we first watched it and recorded the episode... We didn't even know a lot about the show. Yeah. And we loved it so much that we binged it all in the two days. The entire thing. And loved it. So it's funny because in the episode, you can tell, like, we don't really know a lot about the characters. And, We're like, what's going to happen? And things like that. We're, like, guessing what's going to happen. And now we know. And I and we'll definitely do a full episode on Freaks and Geeks. But this is a really fun episode. And if you like Freaks and Geeks or you think you just want to hear it, come join us on Patreon. You yeah, can go to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You pay $4 or more per month. It helps support our podcast so we can bring you all this content and fun nostalgia. Also, we have started a segment of our podcast called The Cozy Club. If you have anything you want to tell us about that made you feel cozy as a child or things that you're doing today for self-care, for your mental health, we would love to hear about it. Yeah. On our most recent podcast, we featured a few things that people have written in to us mm -hmm. that they remember from their childhood that made them feel cozy. And if you would like to share your story with us, you can DM us. You can write it out. You can send us a voice message. You can also leave us a voicemail at our Google number, 423-665-9024. We promise we won't answer. It she goes promises we won't answer, but I might answer <laughs> if are I you, see it. Are you just sitting there waiting? I'm just waiting every second of every day to answer that call. <laughs> Just kidding. It goes straight to voicemail. We won't answer it. But if you want to be featured on our podcast, leave us a message and we'll air it. If you we'll want put your to... voice on here with us. That's right. And we'll let you know that it's coming up yeah. too. If you're not already following us on Instagram, you should come join the party. We're having a great time. It's at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can come join our Facebook group at We Don't Want to Grow Up exclamation point. Send us an email at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod at Gmail. I think I've covered all the ways you can reach us. Our website? Oh, we don't want to grow up.com. That's easy. Yeah. 
Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You all take care. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.